Hi, I'm Arnav Rostogi, and this is Satvik Srinivas. And together, we are co-hosts of the Backfield Rift. Thank you for tuning in. And in this episode, we're going to be going over our quarter season tier list, as well as looking ahead to some really nice week five matchups. Let's get right into it. So first off, we have the juggernauts. It's like these are the teams that are dominant in their respective conferences, dominant teams in the league. And definitely, we both agree that Kansas City and Baltimore fall into this category. And, you know, Baltimore did lose to Kansas City on Monday Night Football uh, last week. But still, they're still a really talented team. They have an exceptional roster, and they have Lamar Jackson. And and they're still going to be dominant throughout the regular season. But for really, for Baltimore, it's about – it's not about the regular regular season. It's about winning big games in the playoffs, and we'll see them. We'll see that then. But for right now, KC and Baltimore are definitely the two top teams in the league. And and I might add to that that I can't wait to see if we see KC and Baltimore in the conference finals, which I think is probably the most likely matchup in my opinion. I can't wait to see how Lamar Jackson deals with this Chiefs defense after just getting you know rolled over for throwing for only 97 yards in that uh, week three game, I believe. Yeah, definitely. That is the that is the most likely matchup. But, you know, we, we thought that last year, too, that was going to be a likely matchup. But this Baltimore Ravens team, they, they have to show up in the playoffs. They haven't in the past two years, but they definitely have the potential. And after that, you know, we have these fringe juggernaut teams, I, I would like to say. I feel good about both Green Bay and Seattle this year, but – Specifically, Green Bay. I, I was just really impressed with their win against New Orleans a couple of weeks ago. And even last night, you look at how good that offense was. And I know it was against Atlanta, but still, without Devontae Adams, they, they were still moving the ball. Aaron Rodgers looked so comfortable in this offense in year two with head coach Matt LaFleur. And the defense, too, even though they might give up a lot of yards and the stats may not be incredible on the stat sheet, they have playmakers. And I think... This team, this Green Bay Packer team, has playmakers everywhere. And that's why I, re- I feel really good about this team. And, yeah. You, you know, you know point, point taken, the Packers are, you know, they have a lot of superstar players that they've been playing outstanding. That was an amazing win against New Orleans. I don't want to take anything away from them. But I just feel better about Seattle in this category. I mean, if I had, if, if Green Bay and Seattle were playing, I would take Seattle for sure. Surefire I would take Seattle. And this team, like you, you cannot deny that Russell Wilson is having one of his best seasons, if not the best. And he has this offense. I mean, R- Russell Wilson is cooking. You look at Tyler Lockett, who caught three touchdown passes the other day against the Cowboys. DK Metcalf, who has really emerged as a true number two receiver. And then you have some of these other guys, Will Disley, Jacob Hollister, David Moore, who also can make players. Not to mention that they have one of the premier backs in the NFL with Chris Carson. And this offense is amazing. Now the problem or the concern for many has been that defense, but late in the year, when we're talking about the playoffs and seeding, I trust Jamal Adams, Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright, uh, Quandre Diggs, Shaquem Griffin, more than, say, a Packers team. So I really think 
though the Seahawks have some concerns on defense, I just think that the way that they have been playing and the way that they will play should put them ahead of the Packers here. Yeah, definitely. I don't disagree with you. The, the team, it, 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 the talent and the, and the roster, and you look at ha- like adding Jamal Adams to that defense, they are going to be tremendous when you get into those situations like going against a team like Green Bay. But, you know, looking at what they've done so far in this first month of football, it's been against Atlanta, New England, Dallas, and Miami. And all of these teams, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not – I'll give it to them. 4-0 is 4-0 regardless of, you know, who you play, what you play. But I, I just want to see more. And I guess you could make the same argument for Green Bay too outside of that New Orleans game. They haven't really played anyone that's been too intimidating. But we'll see. You, you, you just get that feeling that we're going to be seeing both of these teams, though, uh, deep into January. And I think if we move on to the uh, next tier, which are, you know, contenders, I think these teams also have a chance to make a deep January run. You look at the Rams, the Saints, the Bills, and the Titans. Um, These teams, you know, they have proven rosters. And and these guys, these all all of these teams can play. Yeah, definitely. And I think what's what's really important, and at least in, you know, the NFL, it's it's so competitive, just – just because these teams are like not, we didn't put them in the juggernauts category. That's just because I guess you could say that they haven't been so dominant as, you know, these four and teams, but I mean, you still have Tennessee. It was three, you know, Buffalo's four and two. And I don't think the gap is really that big, honestly, between these juggernauts and the contenders and any team can win on any given Sunday. If you put any, all, all we have eight teams in the, juggernauts slash like contenders group and i think any one of those teams can beat any any other one of those teams and i mean you look at uh this you know you look at the rams who are like you know we didn't i personally didn't expect them to come out and play the way they did uh especially you know coming back against the bills dominant against the cowboys i mean i sure didn't expect that and you look at the saints even at two and two, you know, they may have lost two games, which they could have won, been disappointing, a bunch of penalties. But, you know, they have a really deep roster, proven roster. They have a quarterback and a coach who can know how to take it deep into January. It builds in the Titans as well. I mean, these are all teams, these eight teams in this juggernaut contenders category, I really think uh, all are Super Bowl contenders, in my opinion. Yeah, and I just want to touch on the Bills before we move on from this category. Josh Allen has made tremendous leaps and bounds in his progression as a quarterback. And, you know, this this is what we knew he had the potential to be. And just hats off to him and, you know, the coaching staff in Buffalo. The, the Bills, they're going to be a dangerous team this year, looking at the way that Josh Allen is playing. When Stephon Diggs, that connection has been tremendous. And, you know, like I, the funniest stat for me was uh, Stefan Diggs uh, has already caught four touchdowns from Josh Allen. That's more than Kirk Cousins has already thrown in, in this season. So talk about an upgrade for Stefan Diggs in terms of volumes, targets, and a competent quarterback who can hit him on throws. Hey, you talk about all of that, the, the stats, the touchdowns, but really I'm sure the only number he cares about is 4-0. Yeah, for sure. And – Let's move on to these playoff potential teams who also, I mean, they're getting there 
in terms of Super Bowl contenders, you look at the Steelers, the Browns, the Colts, uh, the Niners, the Bucks, and the Patriots in this category. So for me, really, Pittsburgh was a team, you know, I wanted to put in that contenders category, but really, we have to be honest of what we've seen. They're 3-0. They have Big Ben in the defense. The, the, the roster is there. The, the talent's there. I think Mike Tomlin, the head coach, is there. But we still haven't seen what they can do against, you know, top teams in this league. They've played the Giants, the Texans, but, you know, they haven't really faced the competition. So I don't think we can really put them in the contenders category yet until they prove themselves. And I think, I think to that point, that's what's holding a few of these teams back uh, from being in the contenders category. You look at the Niners. I mean, yes, they've been hampered by injuries, but they're a somewhat deep team in terms of their D line, their running backs, you know, they're going to get Jimmy G back. Some of those defensive uh, uh, pieces in the back end back. Um, but they have wins against the jets and the giants, you know, teams that are really cellar dwellers. So it, it's just holding a lot of these teams back from uh, being in that contenders category, that super bowl uh, level playing that we expect to see out of these uh, upper echelon teams. And I'm sure a lot of people have questions, you know, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we don't have them as contenders. And I think uh, I'll be sure I, um, next, the next time we do this around mid mid season, uh, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to have Tampa Bay in that contenders category. At least I think they'll be there. And I really think it's just, you know, the September getting used to, the, the new team for Tom Brady, the new environment and COVID, all that. But, you know, at the end of the day, he, he, he played well when his team needed him. And I think I, that's all that matters. You, you got to go win the game. And he's, he was able to do that, I think. And the Chargers are no slouch. You know, they have the defense. Justin Herbert has impressed me. He's just impressed a lot of people. And I think this, this Buccaneers team, they're just going to get continuing to get better and better. And I think we could be seeing them soon in that contenders group and honestly i would not be surprised if we look at we we do these tier rankings around you know december around like week 12 week 13 whatever that is and we might be looking at tampa bay maybe on the fringe of being a juggernaut team that that's an interesting take i I don't think personally i don't think they'll get to that juggernauts category but i do agree with you on the front that they might make it into contenders and and to your point about adjusting to new situations um, you, you look at the Colts as well, you know, week one, they lose to Jacksonville and everyone's, you know, well, Philip Rivers was a terrible signing, but like, you know, Tampa, Tampa Bay, the Bucks and Brady, they lose to New Orleans. Oh, you know, Tom Brady's fallen off a cliff, but like, you know, with COVID and everything, it takes time to get adjusted to a new coach, a new offense. And so now you look at the Philip Rivers, who's been playing excellent situationally. I mean, you look at him uh, against the Bears, he built the Colts up to a 19-3 lead into the fourth before the Bears scored a touchdown. And, and Phillip Rivers, that running game with Jonathan Taylor has been excellent. The defense has been playing excellent. So I think the Colts are another one of those teams that can sneak into that contenders category uh, come midseason. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. And, you know, uh, when we did our preseason predictions for these teams, I have the I had the Colts winning the AFC South and you know I still the Titans are there so I, I don't know but it, it's gonna be close I feel like the Colts are a team that can go head to head with Tennessee and as you said with Philip Rivers you know I mean he has made some mistakes he hasn't been perfect perfect but 
I think he can do just enough, you know, to for allow this team to win. And I think that's all they need. Well, speaking of teams who are far from perfect, uh, let's move on to the mediocre teams who have, I mean, they have, they've shown some good moments and then they've had their fair share of bad moments. Uh, I'm talking about the Bears, the Cardinals, the Panthers, the Raiders, the Eagles, the Cowboys, Chargers, Vikings, Texans, and Dolphins. What do you think about that bunch? You know, I think the category name, you know, speaks for itself, mediocre at best. And I, I think that really ca- categorizes these teams. But I think that some of these teams, you know, you have Arizona. Arizona, honestly, I I was thinking they were a team at this point in the season. They could be, you know, three and one maybe. And really, I, I thought they should be four or no at this point. I mean, you look at the winnable games they had. I mean, drop to the Lions at home, Panthers. I mean, you have to win those games if you're Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. Yeah, and I think that's – I don't want to say, you know, they're, they're going to let down or anything. It's still a young team. You know, the expectations were really high. But in the NFC West, you know, th- that division is going to be so tough. And if the Cardinals want to make the playoffs out of that division, I don't know if they can win that division. It's I, I think that's unlikely. But the Cardinals are definitely a team that I think could compete for a wild card spot. And in order to do that, they have to get all the wins they can get. And, you know, losing to Detroit and Carolina, you know, nothing against Carolina. They've been they, they've been impressive. You know, Teddy Bridgewater is doing a great job with the team. I just think – I feel like they're, they're going to bounce back. I think they have too much talent, and I, I think they have a good head coach. So I don't think the season is lost by any means. At 2-2, two and two, they're, they're still definitely in contention for the playoffs. At least I believe that they're still in contention for the playoffs. I think I think the word that I would use uh, early in the season for the Cardinals is disappointing a bit because I really expected them to be four and zero, but two and two. Um, and, uh, two other teams that I think I really want to draw attention to here as disappointing: the e- your Eagles and the Cowboys. Um, two teams that we expected uh, to be either in playoff potential or contenders, and they've just floundered. I mean. They're playing horrible football to the point where the NFC East shouldn't be allowed to send a playoff team. I mean, this division is winnable at a five and eleven record, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't really defend this division, but five and eleven might be a little too, you know, pessimistic. I, I think the team that's going to win this division, you know, I had, I had Dallas going ten and six. That is not going to happen by any stretch of the I had the Eagles going 11 and 5 you're telling me that that's a stretch <laughs> I, I think I, I think the team there's a there's still a possibility you know one of these teams could win like eight maybe nine that's that's like pushing it but I really I think seven or eight games will probably win this division looking at this but yeah it, it's been pretty disappointing the NFC East and for the Eagles at least you know it's the injuries at, at the end at the end of the day you know it's it's Injuries are obstacles. They're not excuses. You know, we can't we can't just give the Eagles a pass because, you know, they've been dealing with injuries. That That's not how this works. Every team deals with injuries. Some do more than others. That's true. But I, I believe in Doug Peterson. He, he, you know, he's he's done a tremendous job in these four weeks. And he, he's been putting these guys in position. And you can make the argument that if, you know, Carson Wentz was not great, you know, those first three weeks, even um, Sunday night. You know, he started off a little shaky, but in the end, when we needed him, he delivered, you know, hats off to him. I hope he can sort of get going. He hasn't been himself really, but Sunday night was... It was it was big. It was big. 
And 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 I really think that Doug Peterson and Mike McCarthy are just trending in opposite directions. I mean, in, in my opinion, like you look at uh, going to San Francisco, going into the defending NFC champions house, winning that game. And now look at the confidence that you have, especially in these younger guys. I mean, he was throwing, he threw a go ahead 40 yard go route touchdown to a practice squad guy who wasn't even in OTAs. I mean, talk about the confidence that that team gets with that victory. And then you look at Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys giving up 38 plus points in all the games that they've played. I mean, these two coaches are trending in, in just opposite directions. Yeah, that, there's no, no doubt about it. And, you know, you look at now, you look at a guy like Jason Garrett and how much of it was really on him. You know, I, I can't really speculate at this point. I'm not, I'm not in that front office. I'm not in that locker room. I'm not there. But, you know, and even for Mike McCarthy, you know, the offense, it hasn't, hasn't you know, the stats or stats, you know, that's the thing about stats. You know, they can be deceiving. You look at Dak Prescott stats, you, you don't, you don't, you don't look at the record, right? You just look at the stats. Dak Prescott looks like a MVP candidate. And I guess Cowboys fans would make the argument that you could, he still is an MVP candidate. I would not make that argument, but the defense also has to step up. Like the, the Eagles, you know, they have that depth on defense, that defensive line, that rotation, and just the pass rusher after pass rusher after pass rusher. And the Cowboys, you know, they have Demarcus Lawrence. It hasn't, I, I don't know exactly what's going on there. It, it's it's disappointing it's just disappointing and I think I think moving on from this you know other teams in this category you know the Vikings the Texans also uh rosters and teams that we thought would do better but they've just been disappointing uh one team I do want to shine a light on here is the Chargers who they might be mediocre but I think if they play the football that they played against uh Tampa Bay and Justin Herbert keeps looking I mean this could look special if he keeps playing like this, the Chargers can move up to playoff potential, in my opinion. Yeah, the the, the potential with, with the team and the quarterback is definitely there. In, in a few years, you know, we could be looking at Justin Herbert, and I think that's the real thing here. With it, it's so much of a quarterback's or a young quarterback success is where he ends up, and I guess the prime example on both sides of the spectrum. Josh Allen. Josh Allen is like kind of the model now for Justin Herbert. He had Justin Herbert has all the physical gifts like Josh Allen, and he just has to keep working and he can he can turn into what Josh Allen has become now. And then you look at the other side of the spectrum, a guy like Sam Darnold, and he has not played well. I'm not gonna say that it's all the coach's fault. It's all the team's fault. But the Chargers have the coaching staff has done a tremendous job. You know, Justin Herbert looks so comfortable right now for a rookie, not having OTAs, not having a preseason. He lo- he looks he looks confident. I'll I'll give that to him. He's playing with confidence. Yeah, I mean he he's stepped up and and you know you you brought out the Josh Allen comparison. I mean look at the teams that they've been given. I mean all around them are just amazing talent. So uh, Justin Herbert really has a chance to succeed here um just moving off of that discussion of young quarterbacks i mean a lot of them and their teams find themselves in our cellar dweller tier uh consistent of you know you mentioned sam darnold and the jets um, we have daniel jones and the giants here Dwayne haskins and the redskins here um you have gardner Minshew and the jaguars here um uh 
the Lions, the Falcons, two other teams who have been incredibly disappointing, and it's rounded out by uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, who I will say, if I had to choose the odd one out out of all of these, it would be the Bengals, because given with what they have, they've been playing excellent football. Joe Burrow has been poised in the pocket. He has been hitting all his receivers. Zach Taylor seems to be using every part of the playbook utilizing Joe Mixon. I mean, if I had to choose a team to move up to mediocre and out of the cellar dweller tier would be the Bengals. Yeah. And I think this, this Bengals teams have so, so much promise. And I know there's a lot of questions with ownership and that I'm not, I'm not going to get into that right now, but just looking at the football side of things, you have the quarterback. I think they believe in Zach Taylor, the head coach, you have some pieces, you know, and I think Arizona, Arizona is the blueprint for Cincinnati. I don't think the Bengals are going to win more than, you know, three or four games a season, but this off season, they have to do every single thing in their power to go get Joe Burrow help, solidify the offensive line, get some more receivers, you know, um, get defensive playmakers and just all the talent you have, you put on this, all the talent you can find, you put that on this roster and you take advantage of Joe Burrow's rookie contract and you go try to compete because they have the quarterback. And when you have that quarterback on the rookie deal, you, you have to go all out. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you look at the way they've been competitive this year uh, in terms of uh, in every game, they've just been there. And and so it, if they catch a lucky break in a, a few games, it might be more than three or four games that they win. Um, and, and, you know, we're, we're talking about the Cardinals. I just want to touch on the Broncos who are also in this category um, talk about talk about just a complete turnaround. You know, I had this team in the playoffs and, you know, just injury, injury, injury. This player opts out, Von, Von Miller's out. You know, this team's just collapsed. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's hard, you know. There's always that team that you can't, you, you can't predict these injuries, right? The Broncos, I, ha- I had them making the playoffs too. I think I had them at nine and seven. And it's all right, you know, this season isn't going to go as they hoped. But that's okay. Sometimes in life, you know, that's how it is. You, you, you get life isn't always fair, but I, I think the Broncos will be fine. You know, they have the quarterback. They have a great roster. I think they'll, they'll bounce back next year. They have the pieces. I think they'll be just fine. So, so that's our tier list. Uh, uh, one fourth of the way through the NFL season. Can't wait to see the next four weeks. Uh, can't wait to see the biggest movers in this tier list and what what plays out. Um, let's look ahead to week five, and it, I'm not gonna lie, there there are, it's it's not a, the best week of football, but there are some pretty enticing games in here. Yeah, first off, um, I think we picked out three games. The first of which we have Bills Titans. I think that's an interesting game. Two um a pair two pair of undefeated teams, and I don't know. I don't even know who to pick here. Honestly, do you pick the red hot Bills? I think for for me. Uh, I'm going to take the Bills. Josh Allen's just been rolling. You got tight. Titans just got too much. You know, they got the NFL investigating them. They're, they're just have, they just have so many things to be concerned about right now. I don't think their head's in the right place right now. I just, I'm just going to take the Bills. They're rolling. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, it's hard to pick against the Bills. But, I, you know, at the same time, the Titans, they, they, they haven't played, I guess, great competition. They've played against, like, Denver and, like, the Jacksonville. But I feel like the Titans also they just kind of find what the way to find a way to win and yeah but I think the Bills is the smart pick here they just on a roll 
And and uh, speaking of great AFC matchups, you look at the Browns Colts game, um, the streaking Browns, and you know Philip Rivers getting adjusted uh, really nicely uh, and fitting right into this Colts offense. I mean, I'm gonna take the Browns here just because you know you get OBJ started up, fired up. Baker's been accurate. Um, I think this team is going to rally around the fact that Nick Chubb is out, you know, that they had their backup running back, Dearness Johnson go off. I mean, I think he was averaging like five yards a carry Kareem Hunt is there. I think this team, uh, I think this team puts the NFL on notice with this blowout game. Yes. Blowout game of the Colts. Wow. Arnav, um, that's a bold prediction there. And I, I just, I don't know that this is, you know, last week everyone was so impressed with the Browns. They just, you, you, you thought last week was a statement win? Really? I think this week is a statement win. Because if they go out and they, they perform and they win this game, then that tells you that, you know, last week wasn't a fluke. This is a team that can do this consistently. And I don't know. I think I'm going to have to pick the Colts. I just feel like that's a safer pick because we haven't seen the consistency from the Browns. And the last game here, Vikings-Seahawks and... You know, Arnov didn't really even want to talk about this game this week because, you know, he, he thinks it's going to be a blowout. And it, it's surely they are starting two rookie cornerbacks and Russell Wilson is cooking. That's all I'm going to say about this game. It's a Seahawks blowout and it's in Seattle. All right. Yeah, definitely. And I would not be surprised, you know, if they get blown out. It's, it's, it's definitely I'm, I'm not I'm not insane. I'm not going to go ahead and pick the Vikings. That's, that's not what I'm going to do here. But I feel like the Vikings are a team, you know, they started off slow. And you feel like maybe they could have won that Tennessee game. And if they, you know, they found, if they found a way to win that game, you know, we'd be, we'd be looking at a two and two Minnesota team. Uh, I just feel like people are really down on the Vikings right now and for good reason, but I feel like they're a team, at least I think that's going to turn it around because they just have too much talent and definitely maybe not there at the secondary, but when you have Dalton cook, who's going off, and I think the defense hasn't been great, but you, you still have the you have the front seven. And for me, looking ahead, maybe they don't win the Seattle game, but eight out of their next 12 games, I think those are winnable games. They have Atlanta, Detroit, Ch- Detroit twice, Chicago twice, Dallas, Carolina, and Jacksonville. And to me, I think they just started off on a really, you know, tough schedule the first two weeks with Green Bay and Tennessee. And they just didn't play well. But I, I personally think the Vikings are going to bounce back. And I think they will put themselves in a position to compete for a wild card spot. Hey, take take it for what you will. I, I'm putting it out there. That's what I think. It's a, it's a possibility. I mean, given, given with the Vikings roster, it is a possibility. But look, week five might not have the best matchups, but I'm sure looking forward uh, to these three uh, excellent excellent matchups with that being said thank you for listening to the 14th episode of the backfield rift be sure to tune in for our next episode where we'll cover the week five of the nfl season and look ahead to week six until then it's been sat victrin of us and arnav Rostogi. stay safe and take care